You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Vikings Vent Line. What's going on, everyone? Declan Goff here to take you through another edition of Vikings Vent Line. We do this show 52 weeks out of the year. Of course, during the regular season, Mackie and Judd and myself welcome Vikings fans on to talk immediate, talk about the Vikings game immediately after it ends. And of course, during the offseason, I still like to catch up with numerous fans to uh, figure out what they have uh, with their thoughts on the offseason, the draft, free agency, etc. So really excited to talk to my guys, Wes and Chris, here in just a little bit on Vikings Vent Line. Hit that subscribe button, too, for daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment. This is Purple Daily, where we want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die. And if you'd like to come on a future episode of Vikings Vent Line, shoot me a note. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Simple as that. Vikingsventline at gmail.com if you'd like to come on the show. Uh, again, I like to do this once a week, and I like to talk to as many Vikings fans from across the country and across the globe, to be honest. We've had uh, fans on from Europe, all over the dang place, so... Hit me up if you want to be on. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. We're, of course, responsored by TCL. Enjoy more of you what you love with TCL. And our friends at Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com, motorcycle parts and accessories. It's riding season in the Twin Cities or wherever you may be. And go to DennisKirk.com, free motorcycle, part, or motorcycle parts and accessories. I shouldn't say free, uh, but some great uh, accessories there. Go check them out. It's DennisKirk.com. As well as a shout-out to our friends at Aquaside as you get ready for Memorial Weekend. Go check out that lakeside, and if there's any lake weed or algae you don't want to deal with, go to Aquaside.com, get yourself some Aquaside pellets, and they will certainly help you remove that nasty lake weed and algae and help you diagnose what's going on in there. Support our sponsors on Purple Daily. Uh, that's the best thing you can do to help us out. Uh, you can go to Aquaside.com, DennisKirk.com. A whole list of our sponsors, too, are in our YouTube bio section, too, if you want more information on those sponsors. All right, this is Vikings Vent Line, and let's get my guys Wesley and Chris in here. Uh, to join the show. Boys, what's going on? Thanks for coming on Vikings oh, Ventline. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, you were at uh, the draft party at Park Tavern a few weeks back. That was a pretty chaotic scene. Did you yeah. did you make it the whole time? I I'm, I mean, I'm foggy from that night even uh, with all the beers and, and chaoticness <laughs> that was going on, to be completely honest. Uh, but did you enjoy yourself yeah. at Park Tavern a few weeks ago? Yeah, that was crazy. I didn't uh, know what to expect. That was way more people than I thought <laughs> were going to be there for sure. We uh we had a similar testament. We uh, had we didn't expect that many people to show up, but man, we I think we had it basically at fire capacity, which is great to see and a testament uh, to the great fans we have here on Purple Daily. Uh, Wes, are you are you in Minnesota? Where uh where are you calling from, sir? I'm currently from Dallas, Texas. Okay, but I'm the only Vikings fan down here. It seems like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're um they're everywhere but i'm, I'm sorry you're in uh, the pocket of cowboy country is there at least like oh yeah I, I do know there are like vikings bars around the country is there like a vikings themed bar in dallas like where do you there, end up kind of watching used, the game there used to be one down here uh i don't remember the name but it was half bears half vikings okay a weird mix yeah <laughs> yeah i was about but, to say uh, i don't think that'd mix well 
it was the wife is a Vikings fan and the husband was a Bears fan and they wanted to paint half the bar purple and gold. <laughs> Other bar, the bear colors, it's just weird. But yeah, it was a great experience. But my stepdad's from Minnesota, so okay. that's how I became a Vikings fan, really. Very nice. And Chris, how, uh, how long have you been a Vikings fan, my friend? Uh, so I am just... 40 now i've been watching them since the days of like tommy kramer chris dolman yeah uh chris carter was a big big name back in my day and then of course when moss came oh, yeah. uh, exploded then some nice formable years there i absolutely <laughs> love to hear that um well boys let's get into some questions here on vikings ventline i love your mm-hmm. thoughts here uh on the offseason post draft etc uh, let, let's start out with this one here. So the Vikings take Jaron Hall in the fifth round, day three pick of the draft, a BYU quarterback. Um, they obviously took Kellen Mond a few years back, too. That didn't work out. Uh, they begin OTAs this week, actually, uh, coming up here. So I'm curious, is Jaron Hall, does this guy pan out as Kirk Cousins' successor, Wes? Kind of how do you view the Jaron Hall plan long-term with the Vikings? I'll start with you. I like Jaron. I like the draft. I was watching a lot of his highlights when, oh, as soon as he got drafted, and I was glued to the screen. And I was thinking to myself, I was thinking of Zach Wilson as the Jets quarterback, and I was seeing they used to, he was playing behind him. And I thought, you know, he reminds me a lot about Russell Wilson. He came in the fourth round or the fifth round, I can't remember. But I see, I see a lot of things in him as a, as in Russell, Russell Wilson, basically. And I, I didn't like the Kellen Mond thing. Uh, I'm glad he's gone. And I thought he was going to be a, a, a prodigy, but you know, how the Vikings quarterbacks go a new or, door open. <laughs> Absolutely. I know we're, we're always waiting for them to draft when they always got to sign one off the scrap heap. Maybe he exceeds expectations like a case Keenum or a Randall Cunningham or even Brett Favre to a degree. Uh, and then you got guys who would just kind of flame out as in Christian Ponders and obviously Kellen yeah. Mons and I bought his jersey actually Ponders jersey. Ponders yeah <laughs> uh, a, a younger version of me also I didn't have complete Kool Aid for him but I wanted to I wanted to I wanted for him to be a successful draft pick uh, didn't work out too well for him obviously uh, Chris how about you man um, Jaron Hall maybe a potential backup is he going to be the eventual successor kind of what is your early take I guess on Jaron Hall. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I don't foresee him as being the successor necessarily. Uh, Glad they took a flyer on the guy. You know, it looks like he has, you know, good throwing motion. Um, And I think, you know, he and uh, Wilson from the Jets battled out pretty close. So, I mean if he's close to a first round talent like that, you know, he's, he's got something there and uh, his coaches loved him. Sounds like he's a leader. So, I mean, there's potential there. We'll just see what KOC can do with him, I guess. I think that's why I'm a little more optimistic just because Kevin O'Connell's coaching him with this infrastructure. And it might be a little bit different than someone like Mike Zimmer, who was very defensive oriented and didn't really have the time or patience to develop an offensive player in, in, Kellen Mond. So in this situation with Jaron Hall, you know, does KLC kind of unlock him? I guess a second part question kind of into this, you know, does he beat out Nick Mullins? Like, is, is that a success? Is that his first probably legitimate, tangible goal? 
West, if he's able to beat out Nick Mullins, I guess that's probably the first solid sign, right, that this guy had an impressive training camp and might pan out as a successor to Kirk Cousins. I, I believe so. I mean, I watched a lot of those clips you guys posted on Score North, and I lo- watched it on Vikings.com, and I saw some throws that were good, you know, and he was throwing to Addison like it was a piece of cake, and KOC was raving about him, and it just brings up, like, goosebumps, you know, talking about him, but at the end of the day is if he can pull out, like, Russell Wilson, that'd be phenomenal. Yeah, I think that's obviously the, you know, 100th percentile home run, grand slam, you know, pan out situation if he ends up being someone like Russ Wilson, who was a Super Bowl winning quarterback and at his peak was one of the five or six best QBs in the NFL. Uh, Chris, how about you? I guess what for you, what is a realistic goal for Jaron Hall in this, you know, first offseason, his first rookie year as the Viking in, in, in the Viking system? Yeah, so I think uh, just getting in the system, getting to know the language and, you know, kind of all the sets and everything will be big. I don't think he's going to beat out Mullins right away. Maybe by the end of the year, BQB two. Yeah. Mullins. So, is a, I mean, yeah. if he gets to that level, that's good. Mullins is certainly a capable backup QB, right? Actually, I, I like that they mm-hmm. made that trade towards the end of training camp last year, that it was not Sean Mannion. It wasn't just some slappy. It wasn't Nate Stanley. It was, yeah. hey, a guy who can step in in a pinch, and obviously he played in in the Week uh, 18 game against Chicago for a good amount of time, and that guy's not going to completely shipwreck you. You might have a good chance to win a game, and I think that's all I can ask for in a backup quarterback. And that's where, you know, we talk about Kirk Cousins' successor and Jaron Hall, and that's probably a longer shot. That's where I think the more realistic target is, can he do enough to show that he actually deserves the backup spot over Nick Mullins? I think that's kind of what I'm watching for and what I'm going to be looking at in training camp and kind of, looking through Judd's eyes of who will be there at training camp too to figure out if he can beat out Nick Mullins. I, I legit do like his chances of potentially being an NFL quarterback if a rookie can step in and kind of outperform a veteran who has won some games uh, in the NFL. Uh, the Vikings. I, yeah, go ahead, Wes. I was just going to say about Nick Mullins. I was super excited when we traded for him. He has a lot of uh, starter potential. And I think if we run, if we let Kirk walk next year, we have it with Nick Mullins, our boy, and then we draft another, like Caleb Williams, or we get Drake mm-hmm. May, or we get, um, you know, the Michigan quarterback that you guys had on the episode talking about him. Mm-hmm. Or I'm actually excited about Quint uh, Urens from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. There's Sorry. a lot. There's a, <laughs> no, you're good, man. There's, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there. You know, they'd have to be probably horrifically bad to fall into May or Williams territory. But, mm-hmm. um, Man, drafts are so weird. Who knows what could happen? And, you know, a year from now, we'll, we'll see where the Vikings are picking, certainly. It seems like they're always picking between 16 and 22 in that kind of range between the mid-teens or early 20s. Uh, so if they're really bad and they have actually a good shot at either obtaining one of the top five picks or having to move up, you know, a, a more sustainable area to do so, then that could certainly happen, too. And, yeah, maybe it's not Jaron Hall, but maybe it's a rookie quarterback in next year's class that they could be in love with, too. Oh, yeah, and I'm ready for that franchise quarterback. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what we're for all sure. looking for. Uh, boys, last weekend, the Vikings moved on from Zedaria Smith finally. I kind of was figuring out where this was going to go. Was he going to be traded? Was he going to be cut? Were they going to give him a new deal to make him happy? The Vikings end up moving on um, for a couple future fifth-round picks to the Cleveland Browns. 
Chris, how, how did that trade kind of sit with you? So now they have Zadarius Smith for one year, really good player in the first half, not so in the sec, not so well in the second half. Uh, good move for the Vikings to move on from Zadarius Smith, or would you rather see them keep him for twenty twenty three? Yeah, well, I mean, it didn't seem like they're going to be able to pay him, you know, for this year. I think it's surprising, I guess, how little you get for talented vets like that these days. Uh, two fifth round picks. I mean, picks are, picks are always a good thing to accumulate if we can, uh, not ideal, but I think with Davenport here now, and I kind of assume since they parted ways with Zadarius that that means Hunter's going to have like an extension coming. Mm-hmm. So it was, I mean, it's okay. I'll, I can roll with Davenport and Hunter. Yeah, I think that's where the Dav- – if they didn't sign Davenport, I'd probably feel a little bit differently about this. Um, I thought Zadarius, obviously, in the first half of the season looked damn well, damn good, and I wanted the Vikings to keep him if they could have afforded him. Um, but he wanted out. He wanted more money, I guess, then you get, you got to just ship him out and get a couple fifth-round picks, take some flyers in day three of the draft, see what happens. Uh, but I think just having so many players on in the pass rush situations are that's, – that's the most crucial part in the defense, in my opinion. So if you can have as many players there – uh, that's big for the Vikings. And Daniel Hunter, you know, has missed time. He was healthy last year, of course, but got to have as many pass rushes as possible in today's NFL. Uh, Wes, how about you, man? Did you think the Vikings made the right call moving on from Zadarius Smith? I uh, I really enjoyed him being a Viking. I'd rather have, I, you know, he was a good player for the Packers for many, many years. And I thought when he went to the Vikings side and he played really good for those six months, I was really was so three months. I was really surprised, and then he got hurt, like I, like you said in the Buffalo game, and it just went down from there. But I thought he was the key piece to our defense. But we needed the new, more draft capital to trade up for next year for that quarterback. Yeah, if you can have a couple other you know bullets in the chamber and some day three picks, that could probably do it. That's the sweetener, right? That's not going to be the the thing that pushes you over the top to get into a a situation where you trade up in the draft, but it can certainly still help you to have as much ammunition. And this year in the draft, the Vikings didn't have a second-round pick. They had limited resources going in. So I think next year's draft, they'll probably look to accumulate a few more picks, and they are trading away some. Um, but last year, we also saw you know them trade for TJ Hawkinson midseason, which was an awesome yeah. trade. And I would have done that trade again. I'm not upset the Vikings didn't have their second-round pick because it was basically TJ Hawkinson, which you'll, you'll certainly take. So if the Vi- if the NFL's trade deadline continues to be as uh, weird as it was last year, which was a good thing, I think, for the league, that maybe you trade those picks. But for now, I think it was probably the best decision of the Vikings to just move off Zedarius Smith, you know, cut some losses, get what you can back, and then um, we'll, we'll see what happens from there. And you know, to Chris's point, are they going to now pay Daniel Hunter? I think you probably, you probably have to at this point. I mean, he's kind of just been disgruntled and has been extremely underpaid for the majority of his Vikings tenure. And if you can keep him happy when he's healthy, he's one of the better pass rushers in the NFL. And that's got to be, I guess, priority number one is to keep Daniel Hunter happy now that you've traded away Zadarius Smith. And you know, yeah. Davenport right now is just a one-year flyer. So if you can get something out of him uh, that was basically the same as Zadarius Smith, you, um, you certainly will take it. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom 
and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Uh, fellas, favorite moves of the offseason thus far. So I know it's been quiet. They haven't made big ones, and Davenport might be one of them. Hell, this could even be in the draft or even off the field. But, uh, Wes, what was your favorite move of the Vikings offseason thus far? So I actually have two. Okay. I was thinking about it today, actually. So um, I like I really like the Byron Murphy signing. That that he's going to be the number one corner on our team. He's going to show like he can do it, and he looks promising. He looks like a star in the making. And I think Brian Flores. That's my another exciting move. But Brian Flores is going to really help that defense and making him exactly like Xavier uh, from the corner the cornerback for the Dolphins. Xavier Howard. Exactly like him. Yeah, Howard. And make him be a top defense. I want us to be a top 15 defense this year, a number one offense, and help us we get to a bowl with Kirk and then let Kirk ride the sunset and get our quarterback for (laughs) JJ. Yes. God, that'd be great. If all that up, everything you just laid out there, that would be a pretty damn good 2023 season, certainly. Yeah, I I think Byron Murphy, they're maybe asking him to play up to a position he hasn't done before. And it, it, I don't think it'll be a disaster, but I think I have tepid expectations just because how thin that cornerback room is for the Vikings, or I guess how unproven it is. And Murphy's going to be asked to basically be their number one guy. So we'll see how well he performs. Hell, maybe to your point, maybe Xavier Howard being waiting to be unleashed in Flores' system. Certainly would love uh, to see that too. Chris, how, yeah, go ahead, Wes. And I also like uh, Caleb, uh, uh, Caleb um, Evans. Evans. Yeah. He's going to be a star for us too. I think he's way better than what we just drafted from Blackman. And I would love to have him on the outside. And he showed a lot of promise. I really wish we got Duke Shelley back. The Duke. <laughs> the Duke. Duke Shelley was great. Yeah, I, I think with the cornerbacks, can one or two of those guys that you've drafted in this year, last year's draft, basically pan out and be NFL starting caliber corners? That's what they're banking on. I mean, in general, not all five of those guys that they've drafted basically over the last two drafts are going to turn out to be NFL starters. But can one or two of them, and then you basically go from there if you want to then supplement it again in the draft or free agency. Uh, Chris, how about you? What was your uh, favorite move so far of the offseason? Yeah, so really like the Brian Flores hire uh, for the defense, but uh, my actual favorite move was kind of the shift that we didn't really see coming, I don't think, with KOC as far as we're keeping CJ Ham, <laughs> We're adding the best free agent type blocking tight end in the league and you know just kind of you know possibly shifting a little bit more towards how uh like san francisco's offense runs Mm -hmm. meat and potatoes um (laughs) and then just lots of different sets and motions that and plays that you can run out of that certainly with addison and jj you know and then you got tj hawkinson there too you've got all kinds of weapons. I think the offense is going to be uh, even more explosive this year. Yeah, I, you know, there's so many exotic ways now to deploy offenses and fancy different ways. But at the end of the day, you know, do you have enough blocking? Do you have enough? You know, sch- are you scheming your things appropriately? You know, I know Debo Samuel's a beast certainly for San Francisco, and George Kittle makes life uh, uh, hard for defenders. But I mean, they use Kyle Uzcheck in these creative ways. You know, they have a great offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, to your point, meat and potatoes, you can have as much speed as you want on the outside and your wide receivers, but you got to win in the trenches too. And you got to get creative. And I was, I think all of us are maybe a little bit surprised that CJ Ham did end up coming back and not just coming back, but getting a contract extension. 
Uh, but hell, if he's a vital piece to opening things up quietly, basically in the Vikings offense, I'll default to KOC and Wes Phillips and whatnot. If they certainly have something up their sleeve, you know, make that offense go from, I think it was ninth last year in points to top five. And, you know, the Vikings can't really, they can't afford to have their offense take a significant step back next year and nor should it. It's still got enough playmakers where it still should be a top 10 offense. Uh, but can you figure out little tweaks here and there? that take you from the ninth best offense to maybe, you know, the fifth or top five in general, just best offense in the NFL. And to your point about floors on the defensive side, on the flip side of it, uh, yeah, can that can that unit just be respectable? I know Wes said top fifteen. Yeah, can it be can it be somewhere between like sixteenth and twentieth and can it be really good at something? Can it be good at sacks? Can it be good at creating turnovers, uh, red zone clamps? Can they figure out something they can kind of hold their hat on where they're not just being gashed for big play after big play? like they were um, basically for the for the last three seasons. So Flores, yeah, excited to see what he can do with this young nucleus uh, as well. Fellas, before we wrap up here on Vikings Event Line, uh, any shout-outs uh, you want to give? Any last takes, I should say, too, and any shout-outs you want to give on Vikings Event Line? Wes, I'll go to you. Um, I got one more take. Okay. So I want... So what I really think the defense is going to shape up is I really like that. I really think... Sue is going to come to us in the off season. Oh, okay. I think that's our last move. I like and that. I think that will boost her up our, our defensive line. It will show up the send Hunter will love that too. I think that defense would be a lot better. Like the top 15 defense that I was talking about. We need more pass rushers. I feel like we don't hit the quarterback as much as we, we do did when we had um, the 97 DN for us. Uh, I, Everson I, Griffin? I think his name Everson Griffin, Griffin my yeah. boy. Yep, Griffin. And I and I really want us to have better linebackers too. So maybe sign up another linebacker like Ingram, like you guys were saying in the other episode. And then I just wanted to give a huge shout out to JJ. I love him. I've always been a fan of AP when he came out, but I just want to shout out to my business. I'm a photographer for Legacy Destination. You can find us us, us on Instagram. Nice, man. Cool. Love that. Love the shouting things out there. Uh, Chris, how about you, dude? Last final take. Anyone you want to shout out here uh, on Vikings Ventline? Yeah, so I don't know if I can do a write that down, but I'm going to just say it anyway. And okay. If, if you're cool with it, go with it. You got it. Uh, Josh Oliver, new tight end, will have uh, more receiving touchdowns than Thielen will this year. I like that one. Okay. Josh Oliver, a couple, maybe a red zone target, another weapon waiting to be uh, unleashed there potentially. Exactly. Yeah. So he coming out of college was actually more of a pass catcher than a blocker, and he had to really hone his craft in Baltimore. So, yeah, I think uh, people are sleeping on his uh, offensive game a little bit. I like that one, man. Yeah, we'll see. I this, agree. But what Thielen has left in Carolina, I mean, he just lost his. It's it's what happens. You get older, you just you slow down a little bit and. We'll see what happens if he's with with Andy Dalton or maybe it's Bryce Young early on. But yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's a whole. I think there's a serviceable player in there. I don't think there's a whole lot left um, in the tank there for Adam Thielen. So best of luck to him. But if Josh Oliver uh, becomes a new red zone target with you know Hawk and JJ Osborne Addison, I mean Kirk's going to have plenty of options there in the two red tight end set right there. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> meat and potatoes I really wanted football. Us to re- I really wanted us to resign Ir- Irv. Just for that two tight end set with TJ. Yeah. Because uh, we didn't see a lot of that. 
but I, I really like the Oliver signing. Yeah, I think that's going to be a sneaky, uh, sneaky good one as well. Uh, boys, thank you for coming on Vikings Ventline. I appreciate it. Great takes, great stuff here. And again, if anyone wants to come on a future episode, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Hit that subscribe button, too, for daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment. This has been Vikings Ventline.